Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome, finally, to a winning edition of Blackhawks on Tap. I am Johnny Nani, joined tonight by Tony Marchese. We are live from Tony Marchese's basement. Took this one in together, and finally saw a winner, Tone. It feels good, Johnny. It feels real good to watch some winning hockey together. I loved what I saw from the Blackhawks tonight. I don't know about you. I'm sure we're going to break a lot about uh, this game down, but I don't know about you. Just phenomenal to see the Hawks dominate a team for once. Yes. I've been talking about it. You know, we did our couple intermission videos here doing the reports, and I'd said I wanted them for old time's sake. Just go out and absolutely slaughter a team. Uh, that's what they did tonight. Eight goals for the Hawks tonight. Four for Calgary. Uh, ended up being the final. Calgary had the leading shots, 42-28. Uh, to 28. But, hey, we had it go so bad against us on Wednesday night at Vancouver. 49 shots. Not one single one of them went in. Uh, two for Vancouver. Absolutely dominated possession in that game. Uh, no luck. You ran into a really hot goalie. And, uh, well, I guess he wasn't hot at the time. But got hot uh, against the Blackhawks in Markstrom. Um, and I think the hockey gods owed us a little bit in this one, Tone. You know... Hockey's such a weird sport. You hear that all the time. It's very cliche. It's very cliche. Uh, you know, you could have 60 shots on net and maybe put one in or, or no, none in, you know. And then you can have a game like tonight where the Hawks only shoot 28 times. Eight of them are going in. It's just you can't make this shit up, Johnny. It's it it's good feeling when you come out on top. Yeah. Uh, Calgary tonight, 42 shots. You know, it, it, sometimes the shot on goal totals don't matter as much as puck placement, some puck luck, mm-hmm. and just good quality shots. We saw yeah. that from the Hawks tonight. Where did most of their shots come from? Yeah, from the slot. From the slot, like you had said, a lot of it uh, on one of our intermission uh, reports, you had said a lot of digging it out on the goal line and finding a guy in the slot, finding a guy right out in front of the net. We saw Jonathan Taves feed Dominic Kubelik in the first period. We saw Matthew Highmore feed Alexander Nylander in the second period. Both similar plays, a little bit longer distance on Highmore's pass to Nylander, but both times, you know, guys where they're supposed to be. Uh, the center down supporting uh, in the lower role behind the net, and then the uh, winger out in front yeah. uh, when they slide over. The positioning, you know, I'd say one of their best games positioning-wise when you're talking about the forward group tonight. You saw the Saad goal, too. Kane go cross-ice to Saad, who's who's trailing him a little bit, going cross-ice, take the goalie out of position, open up some space in the net, put the puck in. That's It's simple. It's, it's yeah. really simple. Johnny, you talk about this all the time. We talk about the Washington Capitals. Mm-hmm. You know, We don't talk about it a lot on this show. Let's talk about it right now. What's Washington really good at doing? Well, they're really good at the power play, but they're also uh, really good at, you know, finding guys in the slot. Yes, and and the Hawks did that tonight. The Hawks could have had eight shots tonight. They probably still would have had five to six goals. <laughs> you know, that, that's the thing. They, they found the right opportunities. They made their own opportunities. Mm. They made their own puck luck. They had it going, and that's what Boys you want to see. Boys are buzzing. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go through uh, period by period, play by play, break down the scoring here. But for me, Johnny, this was some some really good hockey. And it, it brought me back a little bit mm-hmm. to a game that the Hawks played against the Calgary Flames quite a few years ago where it turned their season around. They were down. They came back. Oh, yeah. They didn't really yeah. – they weren't really down tonight at all. But there's something about playing Calgary that, that to me, the Hawks – they have some luck. They just seem to play well against them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. 
but for for me this was kind of reminiscent of a statement game yeah I mean, eight goals, that's always a statement. Uh, I talked about it. You know, when's the last time they hell scored over five? It feels like it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, but it's been a while for us. So, um, you're talking about much needed wins. I mean, the Hawks are on a four game skid here. You let this one go, you're at five, and you got one back to back tomorrow against the Winnipeg team that you started this road trip against, this whole Canadian road trip. Obviously, we wish this thing would have gone better. Um, definitely, maybe with a little more luck, uh, could have helped turn around on Wednesday night at Vancouver. But, um, you, you know, you let those other ones slip. Like Jonathan Taze had said it in the post game, yeah, sure you talk about it for 20 minutes, but what else? What other choice do you have but to move on? And I'm very glad that they moved on and carried that same attack mentality. Now, granted, they weren't completely dominating the possession here. When you look at it, it's actually in favor of Calgary. Obviously, the shots on net say it. The course he says it. The scoring chances say it. Um, you know, in favor of the Flames. But then that also has to do. You look at where this uh, Corsi graph shoots upward. It's in the third period mostly. Hawks were able to kind of come in stretches uh, when they needed to, and obviously see where those goals come in but where this mostly came in and became uh, unbalanced here was in the third period when calgary was pressing and credit to the hawks what did you say in that third period weather the storm i said it right there we're watching this game weather the storm get through this don't let them get back in and that's something that the hawks have not been able to do very well is weather the storm you got to bunker down at some point in time Mm -hmm. and just accept the fact that your opponent's going to get 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 the tilt they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna press on you. They're gonna come at you with everything that they have. You're gonna activate, and that's, I think, for the for the Blackhawks, and we know it. We've, we we know it as Hawks fans. If you've been following this team all year, the decor isn't exactly the greatest, and they're, they're not only that, they're beat up. They've got some big names that are out, and the Hawks have been unable to weather the storm. There was an opportunity for Calgary to get back in this. We're looking at the game flow right here, Johnny. Man, that third period looks horrific if you're a yeah. Hawks fan. Scary. But the Hawks were able to weather the storm. They bunkered down tonight. They got through it. Yeah. And some of that's Robin Lanner. Some of that is the fact that they, they had the mentality to play the full 60. Yeah. And you know what I think is the big thing? You talk about weathering the storm. With the lead that they had, when you give up one, it's not the end of the world. And, you you know, you continue to bunker down after that. You know, when you're pressing that much and getting that many chances, you know, against you, one will likely go in the back of the net. Yep. I mean, it's just the nature of probability. Um, but I, I was really happy with, you know, after, and granted it was a little bit of a break, uh, Calgary's just pulling their net minder and Taves with a great takeaway on the boards to get it to Kane in the middle of the ice. Had Heads up play by him, literally, with his head up. Yep. Uh, so you could see that and, and delivered it from his own zone uh, into the empty net to help seal this thing. And then even Doc added one after that. That was great to see because that was one of the guys that you said you wanted to see get going here. But, all right, let, let's get into this a little bit chronologically. In the first period, Jonathan Taves opens the scoring. Um, you know, the captain, first shift of the game. Uh, I love first shift goals, first minute goals. I think they helped set the tone. Definitely did tonight. Uh, you know, we got a nice touch pass from Slater Cuckoo, uh, who will get a secondary assist on this, I believe. He helped advance it's Kubalik, um, and then Taves, uh, you know, was able to bury it from that left wing there. Um, excellent to see the captain get going, and he was buzzing. Uh, he was buzzing all night, and I think, you know, we'll get to it in players of the game later at the end of this thing, but uh, it was a great tone setter. Calgary Flames respond uh, not too long after at the 207 mark. Um, that was uh, Sam Bennett. He had himself a little bit of a night here, uh, two goals in the first period for him. Uh, but then Dominic Kubalik, I love this goal so much, Tony. Um, Taves down below the net. We had talked about finding guys in the front, whether it be the low slot, the mid slot, the high slot, wherever it is. Dominic Kublik is in the low slot right where he needed to be out in front of uh, Riddick still at this point, and uh, he buries it. Taves puts it right in the only place that it possibly could have gone. Otherwise, it would have been deflected by a stick. Yeah, uh, I, I love that. Um, you know, 
we'll get more into this, but two goals from two very important pieces on this Hawks team, um, and Jonathan Taves involved in both of these goals, uh, and, and that line right here, um, you know, just racking up points mm-hmm. uh, or, uh, in the early going. You love to see that. Obviously, uh, Sam Bennett comes right behind that and, and, and ties the game up uh, 2-2 out of the first. But uh, valiant effort from the Hawks in the first period. Uh, you love to see that. It was uh, it was a wild first, yeah. and it continued that way throughout the the second as well. Yeah, so this you know the score was tied at the end of the first, but um, it was nice for them to see them set a tone because you know. It, it, a couple goals, especially after getting blanked on 49 shots mm-hmm. uh, on Wednesday night in their last time out, leading the shots here, uh, kind of dictating a little bit more um, with the pressure here. You know, they, the only point in the game here, if we're looking at the natural stat trick game flow, the only point in the game where their course he's in the favor of the Blackhawks is in this first period here, uh, in the middle stretch and then towards the end of it as well. So uh, it was nice to see them get out and set the tone there. So moving on to the second period in this one, um, we had Brandon Saad first. Uh, it was great, like you had mentioned. Uh, Patrick, he was kind of trailing Patrick Kane slightly on the play. Uh, great patience by Saad once he gets the puck, waits, finally shoots five hole, and boom, uh, Blackhawks on the board back up again. I love that play, Johnny. I just, I love, I love the cross ice pass. It, it's, it's such an easy play. Like you, if you're talking about goals that are are high percentage, cross ice. You know, you used to see Patrick like Kane in our time. Like yeah, it's, it's basically like Chell. That's the it's the easiest play. You, if you play NHL, the NHL series on Xbox, PlayStation, whatever, you you need a goal. This is the play you're going to. The, the Hawks don't utilize this as much as I'd like them to. Uh, you used to see Patrick Kane and Artemi Panarin. They had this thing on lock. Just go across eyes, take the goalie out of position, put it in the back of the net. Easy, done. Uh, and I want to see more of this. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on here, uh, we got Alexander Nylander. Finally, uh, finally been, you know, it's been forever. I couldn't even tell you the last time he scored. But he gets on the board here. Um, it was a really, uh, you know, it was a pickup. So it's technically unassisted here um, as he was able to, you know, steal a pass coming through the center of the ice there. Uh, so I guess whatever Flames player you want, uh, give the assist on uh, Nylander's goal here. But, uh, you know, I, I had mentioned this guy, and he's one that we're going to get into here in our players of the game because I think you and I, I have a couple different opinions on this when we get to the end of this thing. Um, he is a guy that if he gets going, Alexander Nylander, that is such a threat for your bottom six. Adam Burrish, right before we jumped on and we made it, muted the uh, TV to get on this post-game show and talk on our podcast, Adam Burrish had said it. If you can get you yeah, scoring from every line tonight, Alexander Nylander can be such a huge part of the step scoring, Tony. That's why I'm so excited about his goal, especially that one on the steal because he's got a great shot. Yeah, uh, Nylander, I mean, tonight, this might be his best game in a Blackhawks uniform. Yeah, I can remember one back in November, the day we had our live event at Nashville. Same thing, two goals, but yeah. Uh, Definitely tonight uh, brought it, and I think right before his, his goal... Uh, he made he made a few different plays right there where we were like talking about how wow he's actually hustling tonight. Yeah, uh, you're seeing him actually go attack on the four check. Um, so I was really happy with what I saw from him, and uh, he was rewarded. Yeah, absolutely good to see that. Um, unfortunately, Elias Lindholm uh, was able to uh, get the Flames back within one at the 10:56 mark there in the second period, but then. Finally, from the dead, Alex Dabrinkit. Oh, my God. What did we talk about? We did a video at the first intermission. If you follow us, uh, if you don't already, make sure you do for, at Four Feathers Pod on Twitter. Uh, when we're together watching games like we were tonight, we kind of do quick 
minute and a half intermission reports. Uh, we did that and said who's going to get it going in the second period since we didn't have a post-game show last game where we usually pick our six to click. So we said outside of Taves, who had already scored, who is it going to be? You said to bring it. I said Strom. Boom. Strom helps Doc dig one out behind the net. Another theme here tonight, digging pucks out behind the net. Uh, using those big bodies down there, Strom gets it, finds his best friend in the slot where he should be, and to break it finally drives one home. Well, and I think the important part, too, here is that right before this play transpired, I think it was on the shift prior, Alex Debrinkit gets a total gift pass mm-hmm. and a breakaway and is unable to finish. And you see a lot of Blackhawks Twitter sitting here going like, oh, man, we need a bench to Debrinkit. He just looks absolutely terrible. Uh, and he had up until this point right here. Um, just rough luck for this kid. Um, who's been a prolific goal scorer yeah, in the I, NHL? Part of it, I think he's gripping his stick too tight. Before in other games, you see him like you know mishandling passes and whatever. He didn't. He, he after that one, like you had said, his missed stretch pass uh, earlier. He, he kind of at least you know took a step back yeah. and said, "I can still do this." That's what I think. Happened. Yeah, and, and right here uh, for him able to uh, put one in the back of the net and finish as strong as he did um, on this play right here. I think this is this is exactly what he needed. Um, had he not gotten that opportunity right there, you got to think that he's, uh, you know, getting on the flight and, uh, you know, just kind of kicking himself. So yeah. it's really good to see him uh, break through here. Yeah, and now we're talking the last goal of the third period here, uh, 18-14 mark as we're getting down to the wire uh, in the middle frame. Alexander Nylander again strikes. Uh, Two-goal game for Nylander. Um, this one from Matthew Highmore. Hey, we had said it on our intermission report, uh, the second intermission here. Uh, it, we've been hard on Matthew Highmore, and it sucks because you just want to see something out of him. And it felt like we hadn't seen anything. Uh, you know, maybe he's okay in his own end, but nothing offensively felt like it was just you know kind of dead weight on a wing there. Um, but he goes, digs a puck out behind the net, and finds Nylander in the mid slot. And Nylander's shot, man, I love it. Uh, the, you're talking about you know a lot of people love to rip and say that um, you know Stan's you know they're only playing him because Stan doesn't want to look bad for the Yoki Haru trade. I understand that, but these are the flashes of potential of why they even thought this would have been, you know, a possible move. Yeah, I mean, if if he hits his complete potential, you're talking about a top six forward in the NHL, and that's I don't think anybody can argue that the hands speak for themselves. Yeah, uh, that's that's not questioned. Um, some effort and some finish from Nylander is is what we need to see, and another two goal game for him. Tonight, that that's exactly what you want out of a bottom six guy, Johnny. We talk about this all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Depth scoring. You know, we we know that the Hawks are gonna ride or die on Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, but when those guys aren't bringing it, you have to have that secondary scoring, and yep. he is a guy that you brought in here to provide that. Um, you know, you've got to break it. I'd, I'd kind of consider him up there, kind of with the first tier. Uh, Kubelik is is also another guy right there. But you need to have a guy like Nylander to to do this type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know when you see these, he's flashes, got the best skill out of the bottom six. Yeah, he 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 does, and, and that's why I say if you put the complete package together, you've got a top six forward playing in your bottom six. That's how you have the kind of depth that carries you as a playoff team. Um, you know, through through the first second round, you know, th- this is a kind of kid that you really, really hope figures it out consistently, and, 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 and can do this consistently. And, and no, two goal nights aren't a consistent thing for most NHL players. But 
when you see these flashes, you understand that. It's just frustrating when you watch this day in and day out and you don't get these types of efforts from him. Uh, I, I really liked what I saw tonight. I hope this kind of carries forward. Uh, track record doesn't say so, but uh, I'll take it tonight. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking about a absolutely hungry group. Uh, they're pissed off, no doubt, after Wednesday night uh, getting blanked on after their, I'll go ahead and say it. Wednesday night at Vancouver, despite a 2-0 loss, was their best 60-minute effort of the season. And you'll get best shots for in 49, best excuse me, best shots against in 20 uh, in that one. Pissed off group. Uh, I think that helps light a fire uh, under everyone here. And I, you know, I, Nylander is part of that as much as guys want to dog him. And uh, we've done our fair share of that too uh, when it's warranted. But hey, I'll give credit where credit is due as well. So uh, I'll get more into Nylander when we get uh, towards the end of the show. Let's get into the third period here. Elias Lindholm uh, is the only Flames goal scorer of the third period. That came at the 14.06 mark on the power play. Uh, you know, you, this is when we talked about general themes before we got into the breakdown here by periods um and you talk about weathering the storm right before this i think they had showed the graphic you know kind of flashes there every once in a while and there was a point in time where the shots were 13 to 3 favor of the flames you could tell pressing like i'd said yep. uh, you know team that's down especially that many is going to keep pressing um and the the flames did just that uh elias lindholm was able to convert on a power play and um i you know the Hawks, like I said, get a little bit of a break, but I think that's also the God's little response from yeah. Wednesday night uh, with Patrick Kane then, the empty nutter. Um, at the sixteen forty eight mark, uh, it had kind of come to him after Johnny Taves. And credit to Johnny Taves, too, because that wasn't all just luck. You got Someone's got to take the puck away on the boards there. And Taves is great and great at doing that, using the body, uh, you know, kind of boxing a guy out with his hip and his shoulder and then lifting the stick, boom, flips it around to his, you know, partner in crime and Patrick Kane, uh, who has heads up and, you know, uh, eyes straight at the net, even from his own end. So um, he was able to bury that. And then Kirby Doc, another guy that you wanted to see going, hey, even if it's garbage time, Blackhawks are already up 7-4 after that Patrick Kane empty netter. Kirby Doc at the 1859 mark. Um, hey, good to see him get one. Hey, they, you said it best right there. You wanted eight goals in this game. You got eight goals, Johnny. This was a, a, a valiant effort from the Hawks and Kirby Doc making it happen for you, uh, making it happen for me as well. Uh, another name that I said, I think, in that first intermission yep. uh, report there, I want to see Kirby Doc get on the board. Um, I love every goal that this kid scores because... He's so excited. It's, he's, he's so excited. He's, he's pure happy. He is, you know, uh, I don't know how many of our listeners here translate over to... Uh, to our, our socks on tap show, but when Kirby Doc scores, it's like when Lurie Garcia hits a home yes. run and you are excited. He's got the same kind of emotion yeah, that does. you do, and, and I love that out of this kid. Like he he just has the pure joy. You can tell he loves playing the game of hockey, and I want to see him love playing the game of hockey in Chicago for years to come. Um, eight goals uh, tonight for the Hawks. I mean that's. That's cool and tough. Yeah, that's cool and tough. You know what else is cool and tough is Robin Leonard and Nat. Sure, he gave up four, but hey, uh, 38 of 42 on the night, 905 safe percentage. That's good for. Um, he had a couple big ones in there. You know, uh, I really like how Steve Conroy talked about it in 
that he's good at finding the puck, and he's good at finding where the shot's going to come from, peering around, peering over guys that may be screening in front of him to go and locate a puck, and he had a nice real blocker save that, you know, that's a shot that comes through uh, kind of from a point area, I guess a little bit uh, dragged in from the point, a little closer to the circle, but still, a shot like that, if that one goes in, I mean, the Flames, they're a team that can just keep buzzing, yep. keep going. They got, you know, Johnny Hockey's got speed for days. Um, that's something that would get his motor going for sure, uh, and he would be right in on there and peppering chances further than that. So you see saves like that from Robin Leonard. Um, like I said, e- even though four goals uh, allowed is not always ideal. Hey, you know, the the MO of this team is t- it's going to be a track meet. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, just an excellent effort from this team tonight. They played the full 60. That's what mm-hmm. we wanted. We talked about weathering the storm. We talked about getting that depth scoring. We've talked about a lot of different themes that we've had over the course of the two years we've been doing this show, they put together a great game. Let's carry this momentum over. Yep, yeah, absolutely. We need to carry that over. Before we get into the game against Winnipeg, that will be a quick turnaround uh, there at Winnipeg on Sunday night. Uh, I believe that is a 7.30 start time. Excuse me, 7.30 Central Time start um, at Winnipeg, right where this Western Canadian road trip started. Uh, before we get into that, though, let's do a player of the game because you and I had a couple of conflicting uh, ideas here, so I'll let you sound off first. So my player of the game goes to Jonathan Taves, captain. Captain Jonathan Taves uh, starts the game out, sets the tone, uh, and gets that first goal. I think right there off the bat, um, that set the tone for the Blackhawks, and I think that that kind of energy carries you throughout the rest of this game. Then you come in, uh, the second goal of the game, you get the the, the primary assist on uh, Kubalik's goal, um, you know, finding him right there in the slot. I think that's really important. And then uh, the, the empty netter, which kind of solidified the win uh, on Patrick Kane. You talked about it, Johnny. Uh, using his body along the boards to, to make a play and then finding Kane wide open so that he can go and put the puck in the back of the net. Uh, Jonathan Taves gave his all tonight and that's what you do as a leader that's what you do as the captain of this team this was premier jonathan taves and not only that you saw him bust out a spinorama tonight yeah we did we did we did which you don't normally see he almost converted on it um that's just the icing on top of the cake right there for me uh you knew jonathan taves was feeling it tonight he came to play he came to get a win uh ending the losing streak we talk about it in baseball. Who's the closer? Who's the stopper? Who's the who's the guy that's going to come out and give you that quality start to end a losing streak? Convert this over to hockey. That's Jonathan Taves tonight, setting the tone, getting this team going, lighting a fire underneath their asses tonight. Real early, thirty seconds into the game. Jonathan Taves, my player of the game. Absolutely, Tony. Not a bad choice here. I mean, there's a lot of good choices here tonight, and it's nice to have that problem. It's nice to be able to dice, you know, uh, be able to dissect this and talk about each one of these. And I'm sure we can make a case if we go up and down this uh, and talk about all of these. So I will give Jonathan Taves my catalyst of the game for, like you said, the early uh, efforts that he put in. And I mean, he continued it throughout the game too. But you know, jump starting this thing offensively, uh, definitely Jonathan Taves' uh, solid choice there. I'm going to go though uh, because you know we don't really talk about it as much and I always I love this one here as I'm looking at the box score if you're gonna be one thing you should be efficient you know who was efficient tonight in his time on ice Alexander Nylander 10.08 lowest among the forward group here as we're looking at it two goals two points plus one four shots on goal 10.08 
he is tied with the forward group among the shot leaders. Tied for team leaders in shots on goal. Only second, or tied with Brandon Saad there at four. Taves had three. Going to be one thing, you should be efficient. Alexander Nylander efficient tonight. He saw the flashes of the skill. Wasn't afraid to actually get himself involved in the play. Positioning-wise, that can be another thing. If you're, you know, guys talk about him being lazy or whatever. Mentally, that could be another thing, being lazy. Well, guess what? He's right in the center of the ice where he needed to be on the forecheck for that first goal on the steal that ended up being the unassisted one. Boom. Ends up in the back of Calgary's net. I'll give it to Alexander Nylander just for that. Here's my thing, Johnny. I want to get to a point where we're fucking arguing over who the player of the game was because so many people on the Blackhawks were playing the way that they were tonight. This is awesome. Like, how many times this year have we gotten to a point where we need to have differentiating players of the game? Yeah. Like, this not- is it, it, it. This might be the first time. Yeah. If not the second, like I can't, I can't count these, I can, or I can count them all on one hand, where we've had an effort like this from the Hawks. It's just awesome that you and I got to take this one in together. Um, I'm still sticking with Taves. That's my that's my thing. But I'll, I, I I do agree with you. Um, efficiency is key, and I like that you bring that up. Um, a guy that can play ten minutes in a game and make the amount of impact that Alexander Nylander had tonight. That is something very special. Yeah, just one last. I like that. Yeah, absolutely, Tone. So, I mean, like you said, I want to get to the point where we're bickering back and forth about these all the time. Uh, Last point on this game against Calgary. Um, Blackhawks 0 for 3 on the power play, uh, and the penalty kill was um, 3 for 4. Calgary did score that uh, last goal that they did have uh, was on the power play. So a nice little bounce back from the PK. Um, As we saw, I think they gave up 2 out of 3 against Vancouver, and there might have been Edmonton. But either way, after a real strong Stretch penalty kill kind of decline, but good to see that they still have some of the mojo there, even with the guy like Zach Smith out, who does log a decent amount of time on the penalty kill. So uh, also props to Matthew Highmore, because we saw him out there uh, shorthanded a decent amount too tonight. So, um, you know, uh, I just wanted to point that out. That first one too, that, that or excuse me, the second goal of the game, Dominic Kubelik's goal, technically it was not a power play. It had just expired, but um, I think it's at least worth mentioning that it, it was kind of set up by it was in the zone from the power play, and they were getting looks, and then Taves had eventually dug it out behind the net. So at least right trends there. Uh, I'm not going to give them any props until they actually score on the power play. Oh, the broadcast team just, wanted yeah, to give it to them. They wanted to give it to them. I said, you know, results matter. But um, I, I will, you know, in fairness, that's just me being bitter, I guess, in a way. Um, they, In their defense, at Vancouver on Wednesday night and then tonight, definitely some better looks than the incompetency that we've seen in the past. All right, like you had said, Time to move on. Let's move on because this game, quick turnaround. Uh, Winnipeg Jets are coming. Uh, we're going to Winnipeg tomorrow night. Like I said, uh, starting this, excuse me, finishing this road trip where we started it uh, just exactly a week ago. Um, uh, Winnipeg lost their most recent game against the San Jose Sharks, who sit, you know, uh, I think like second to last in the Western Conference here. Um, so. You know, that was Friday night. Uh, they, they've had a day off to kind of stew on that one. So we're probably going to see a pissed-off Winnipeg team. Well, this is some important points in the standings here for the Blackhawks. Uh, you're trailing Minnesota and Winnipeg. 
Um, this is a chance to uh, to get some points, and uh, can we can we tie them, jump them? Where where are we at here? Yeah, uh, so let's get some updated standings. No, so we, we can come within one. Uh, we can come within one, and we can limit them from getting any points, which is another big thing because the Blackhawks now sit at 60 points uh, with a 26-24 Nate overall record. Uh, still waiting on Vegas to finish up tonight. Uh, I believe um, – yeah, Arizona was still in action too. So, um, at the time of recording this, so uh, we can get within one tone. You have to win this game. You you have to in, in regulation. Uh, let's not hand any gifts to our opponents. Um, this is this is one's going to be important. We've got it up here too on the uh, on the post game um, that they're talking about right now. Um, this is this is going to be a big one. Just like tonight was a big one, yeah. Tonight was a big one. All of them are going to be a big one. You've got some momentum right now. Yeah, you said it right there. Everyone's going to be a big one. But uh, this one especially, you've got a chance here to, uh, you know, really make a statement. You've got a game in hand on Winnipeg. Go and take this one, and you're sitting much more pretty than you were um, two, three days ago. Yes, yeah, that, it, and that's what's important. It, absolutely, Tony. And you know, obviously, is for um, you know standings getting into a wild card spot. Obviously, uh, we've been keeping an eye on that. I've been doing plenty of scouting, watching when any of these teams are in action on NHL TV. Uh, I've been trying to tweet out updates from Four Feathers Pod on Twitter. Uh, so make sure you go and follow that, and we can kind of give an updated standings. I'll kind of post who's playing that day and whatever. But also, Tony, for this one, uh, you know, building off of this uh, because obviously it was a great effort on Wednesday night, but not the result you wanted. Um, you continue this in a little bit different fashion. Hockey gods may be rewarding you a little bit in some areas tonight. Uh, you're going to have to play sound because, I mean, Winnipeg has guys like Kyle Connor, Nikolai Ehlers, uh, Mark yeah. Shifley, just guys that get under your skin. You talk about a guy who is extremely effective for being as small as he is. Kyle Connor is one of the craftiest players in the league. So that's going to be my opponent to watch uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. But, Tony, I-, I want them to win this one and continue this hot streak because they finally come back home. You know, we talk about february the game the month where they only have three home games here mm-hmm. well guess what i'm gonna be in attendance for two of them and you're gonna be in attendance for one of them and that's gonna be wednesday night you and me are going when they play the new york rangers the yep. team that they should beat that's a little bit you know uh kind of in the up kind of climbing back up from a rebuild there uh in new york that they're gonna play on wednesday night you and i are gonna go we're gonna sit in the 324 uh crush some beers and then we can take a picture on the ice after the game i want to be happy just as happy as we are now when we're taking our picture on center ice on the indian head logo uh as we are right now and i think that starts tomorrow night at winnipeg oh it has to it absolutely has to i'm i'm, I'm stoked to go to the game with you on wednesday tons of live content and different shit coming from uh from Wednesday night's game, and uh, if you follow Four Feathers, uh, as, as our guy John would say, look out for that. But uh, this right here, close this road trip out. The right way. The right way. You know, we, we talked about it starting wrong. Here's your chance to make it up. In the back-to-back, winning two in a row, gaining some points, gaining some ground. I think right now... I still want to see this team make the playoff push. I don't want to like I, I saw so many articles out over the last few days about the Hawks being sellers. It's how volatile it is. You know, they, it speaks they, to how volatile it is. This this wild card chase right now is so jam packed. We're not the only team in it. There's a bunch. There's so much parity right now in the league that 
you've got a bunch of teams all within two, three, four points of each other. All it takes right now is one team to get hot and just catapult themselves up to the point yeah. where they are in the wild card. The Hawks can still do this. I don't want to get fooled. I don't want to promote false hope. I don't want to be the guy that's sitting here saying, you know, the Hawks are going to be the ones to do it. But they still have a chance right now. They're still in the thick of this. Tonight's win was so important, especially over Calgary, who is in the first wild card spot right now. You've proven you can beat a team like this. Go out and beat a team that's a little bit less. One of the things that's been a theme for me is playing up and down to your opponent. You went out and you did this against Calgary. Go out and prove that you can do it against a lesser opponent. Right now, Winnipeg is not in a wild card spot. They're sitting outside. You're the, the, the same right here. What kind of effort do you bring? Do you bring the effort that you would bring a playoff team? Or do you bring the effort that you would bring a team that's kind of equal to you? What are we gonna get? Yeah, I that, that's a good question. Um, I you know we talk about where where this whole thing started, this road trip last Sunday at Winnipeg. You know, same thing, a Sunday night matchup there. That first period at Winnipeg, and it looked like this road trip was gonna be off to an excellent start yep. with how they played that a two zero lead after that first period, and then the wheels absolutely fell off uh, in the second and third. There, you want that kind of effort, and you want whatever you brought the whole game at Vancouver on Wednesday night because uh, I, you know, I know results matter and they absolutely do. Um, but that was absolutely an anomaly of a game Wednesday night. And I'll keep going back to it. It was, but I think that helped set the tone uh, in driving possession the whole entire game that you're going to need to do that against the Jets because there's just too many threats uh, up and down that lineup here. Yeah. Um, and I'm just looking over at the TV right here. Jonathan Taves won the, won the high flying hawk over on NBC Nylander coming in at forty percent. He was he was leading the vote for most of this, but I'm I'm just gonna claim victory over you. Yes, I'm just I have to go ahead. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll stick I'll stick to my guns. I'll stick with my Nylander pick. If, if we're being uh you know fair here, the those were the two top vote getters. So it was Tage fifty three, Nylander forty, and then the other two with uh, much smaller amounts. Uh, I think it was Brandon Saad and then uh, there Robin, been, Lane. Yeah, Robin Laner were the other ones uh, included in that one. So, hey, we had a couple good picks by us here. Um, so, that's uh, I've all I've got. Play play a full 60. Play a full 60. Play we, had a ta- full 60. we talked about it on our second intermission report uh, on our quick video that we did on the Four Feathers Pod Twitter account. you got to play a full 60 at Winnipeg. Um, hey, let's play a last... full 60 every night, Johnny. Yeah, I'll, I think yeah. that's a theme. Yeah. Play a full 60 every night. Yeah, and uh, that's something that's still going to be instilled in this team. And, you know, it kind of sucks the missing leaders like uh, uh, Brent Seabrook in there and even a Calvin DeHaan who's been around a little bit uh, on different teams be going to the playoffs. Can with, we replace uh, Sheldon Brookbank with uh, Brent Seabrook for the rest of the year? Yeah, behind the bench. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, not a bad idea. But, uh, hey, uh, Tony, I'm satisfied with an eight-goal uh, game tonight for the Blackhawks. When you score eight goals, you're going to win the hockey game. They won the hockey game and doubled uh, Calgary up. Uh, ended up being the final here. Much needed win, like we said. Broke a four-game skid. So uh, that'll do it for this episode of Blackhawks on Tap. Let's send it out, send it out and uh, hopefully Ron Luce is bringing you a Sunday Funday winner episode tomorrow. So Let's go Hawks. Let's go Hawks. Cheers. <laughs>